Most resolution in a conflict involves first forgiveness. If you can't forgive, your marriage is in deep, deep trouble. Marriage is made of two good forgivers, period. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Conflict can make you bitter or better, depending on how you respond. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us. Today, we're continuing the series, Family Matters. If you live around people, you're going to have conflict. Conflict is a part of life, so we all must learn to navigate through it. But the problem is that so often we don't know how to successfully resolve a conflict where the problem is solved and we actually grow from the experience. Well, as with all things pertaining to life and living, the Bible offers the wisdom we need to handle a conflict without the conflict handling us. So I encourage you to listen up and let's look together what the Word of God teaches about successfully handling conflict in the home and anywhere else for that matter. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share part two of the message on how to handle conflict in the home. We get historical, and we go back 20 years and pull out the file cabinet of everything they've done, as long as you've known them. And you pull out all this information, and have you noticed when you get historical, you get hysterical. Well, you this and you that, and the one with the best memory wins, because they can go all the way back 30 years. And so you got the words are coming out like a leak in a dam, and all of a sudden the dam bursts, and now you're in something that you sure did not plan on or intend to be in. So here's what the Bible's telling us. The very first thing we must get control of in a conflict is our words. Everybody say words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can kill somebody. You can heal somebody. You can tear somebody down. You can build somebody up. Death and life are in the power of what you say. You have great power in between your two sets of teeth. Now, the Bible says, listen to this. The Bible teaches that the goal in any conflict is not to win with words. Can I say that again? Because some of you are in shock when I say that. The goal of any conflict is not to win with words, but it is to hear what the other person is trying to say. That's your goal in a conflict. Now, like me, listen, I was raised a, a word guy. And my dad used to always tell me, you should be a lawyer or a prosecutor. Well, I can be either one if I'm in a disagreement with somebody. And for the longest time, when I had a conflict with Kathy or anybody in my life, I thought that my number one job was to win with words. But it was not to win with words. See, the Bible says be swift to listen, not speak. You will win the battle and lose the war if you don't walk away from the conflict having heard the heart of the other person. So can we just say again together, listen. Listen. Be a listener. 
Be quick to listen. The Proverbs say, you're not going to believe they say this, but they do. Proverbs 18, 13, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Now, I like the NLT version. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. I didn't say that. The Bible said it. I'm just quoting the Bible. But you see what he's saying? He's saying answering. He's saying it's not fair or sensible to respond to an issue when you haven't listened to what the real problem is. So what we do is we fly off the handle and we go to words. And the words start spewing out, trickling at first, then spewing, then the dam breaks, then you're in a fight. And he's saying, if you start addressing somebody when an issue has come up, if you start speaking to them and attacking them or debating with them, if you don't even know what their heart is really trying to say, it is stupid and rude and shameful and foolish. So he's saying, first, be a listener. Listen to this. The goal in a conflict is to solve it by hearing and understanding, not to win it by proving you're right. And that just knocks me down because that's what I like doing, proving that I'm right. Come on, everybody. Y'all look at me so solemn. I know it's nine o'clock in the morning, but don't be so sad. Some of you are about to get set free in your home. Some of you are about to change. We're going to get a different atmosphere in your household, in your domicile. All right. Now, being a good listener is far better than being a good debater because conflict resolution begins with hearing and understanding, not winning a word battle. You want to solve the problem, not win a fight. Can we say that together? I want to solve the problem, not win a fight. Okay? Now, here's why listening first, because the Bible be swift to listen. Here's why listening first is so important. Here's why. Because what somebody says at the start of a conflict is often not the real reason for the conflict. Now, I'm going to say that again. What somebody says at the start of a conflict is often not the real reason for the conflict. For instance, let me give you an example. A wife snaps at her husband about watching too much ESPN on TV, and a conflict erupts with the husband lashing back about just needing some downtime. I just need some downtime. Would you leave me alone, woman? Will you watch that TV too much? You just need to go join a sport team. But here's the deal. The real reason she lashed out is there's been little affection between them, and she feels rejected. There hasn't been enough affection between them, and she feels rejected. She feels like TV's more important than me, work's more important than me, this and that and the other are more important than me. And so her issue is really not that he's watching TV. It is, hey, I'm over here, and I feel like I'm not even in the house. You're not paying any attention to me, and that's the real issue. So it's like the top of a weed. It doesn't do you any good to cut the top of a weed off. You need to get the root out. If you don't get the root out, the weed just comes back over and over again. And that's why some arguments come back over and over again, because the root is not being pulled out. And the reason it's not being pulled out is somebody's not listening. You have to listen a while. Give the other person time to talk. Don't push, don't bully, don't intimidate, but listen to what their heart is trying to say. If you're hovering over them, looking at them with a furrowed brow with steam coming out your ears, do you think they're really going to tell you what they're feeling? They don't even know what they're feeling because you're hanging over them looking bad. 
I love you, but you say I love you like you want to kill them. <laughs> so you have to listen a while. You have to just sit back and listen a while. Chill. Take a deep breath. Listen. Be quick to listen. And trust me, I want to promise you, being a good listener, learning how to do it, it's not easy at all. It is an acquired skill, but it's one that really pays off. And let me show you how it pays off. Here's what the Bible says, Proverbs 20, verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Now watch this. That verse is telling us that a person's true feelings and thoughts are deep down in the depths of their soul. And a good listener will learn how to draw it out. A good listener will be listening for what the heart is trying to say, whether or not they're fumbling with words, because you've got to get down to what the real issue is. It's not the TV. It's you're neglecting me. It's not the TV. It's that you're putting everything else first above me. But the TV is just the easiest thing for me to gripe about. But if that man sits down with her and he says, sweetie, tell me, what's really eating at you? Well, it's that TV. No, 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 it's not the TV. I know we're dealing with more. What is really eating at you? And you're sitting back and you're not in a threatening position and you really are listening and you're waiting for it to come out. And finally she says, well, all right, I'm hurt because you're never talking to me. You're never showing me affection. I just feel like one of the plates in the kitchen. I just kind of feel like one of the flower pots in the living room. I just feel like a centerpiece, but I'm not even in the center as a piece. I'm over here. And so what's really hurting me is I want you, not yours. Getting to the real issue doesn't mean they're going to be right every time, but it does mean you tried to hear. You tried to hear their true issue before speaking to it. So everybody say, listen first. Ooh, this is the quietest group I've talked to in a long time. And I know this is meddling, but I'm going to tell you, you're looking at a person who was chief of debaters and one who used words to intimidate and pummel because that's what I did with Kathy for years. Not even know that I was doing it because words come naturally to me. And I thought the whole time, and she knows, I believe she listens. She knows this is true. She wasn't as good with words as me. So I would win an argument but lose the war. I would win an argument, but I would lose the war because every time I won the argument, she was more and more alienated and more and more shut down. And I learned the hard way that you cannot do that. You cannot be unfair in a conflict. You've got to listen first. You've got to just sit down and just listen. And, of course, it goes both ways you wives to the men. Or if you're single, this is the same with friends or somebody you're seeing. It doesn't matter. Any relationship, you need to listen. Now, once you've listened to get the real issue, then the Bible says, then speak. But it says, speak slowly. Okay. (laughs) Be slow to speak, sweetheart. Now, the Bible says be slow to speak, meaning think through what you're going to say before you say it. Use wisdom. Let me tell you something true about life. People who speak quickly usually speak badly. You got to listen and then say, okay, now how am I going to respond to this? A word of counsel. 
Well, let me just read a verse for you. Proverbs 25, 11 tells us about the beauty of speaking well once you've heard the problem. It says, the right word at the right time, rightly delivered, is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. Woo! I mean, it's like a diamond in a beautiful setting. So here's what that means. A word of counsel or of love or of encouragement or of understanding, rightly spoken, is especially beautiful as fine fruit looks even more beautiful in silver baskets or as a diamond in a beautiful ring setting. So when you respond wisely, the right word delivered in the right way pours the healing of the Holy Spirit onto the conflict and paves the way to resolve it. Now back to the illustration of the wife who snaps at her husband about too much TV. Here's the deal. The wise response for this husband, once he has sat there and he has sat his wife down, honey, it's clear to me you're upset. Can you please tell me what's really bothering you? Finally, after listening a while, being very patient, not attacking, not intimidating, not being condescending, but listening, then she finally says, okay, it's because I want you more in my life. You're not paying enough attention to me and I'm feeling neglected and rejected. And so that's the problem. Now here's the wise response. Honey, I'm sorry. I have not meant to neglect you. You mean the world to me. I'll do my best to change. Will you forgive me? That's the right word delivered in the right way. And that's why this next thing is important. When you do respond, avoid trigger words and trigger phrases guaranteed to escalate the conflict. Now listen to what Solomon says again. Hey, Solomon, he had 300 wives, 700 concubines, The man knew a little bit about relationships. I'm surprised he was able to write with 300 wives and 700 concubines. Now, moving on. Look what he said. Rash language cuts and maims, but there is healing in the words of the wise. Another version. Some people like to make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise soothe and heal. So what are cutting remarks? What is rash language? It is accusing, condemning, condescending words. When this person has opened up and shared their heart, it's like you're in the middle of a surgery. The wound is open and the cancer or whatever it is that surgery is taking place to remove that offense, that issue, they're in a fragile, delicate place. And so the last thing you want to do is put something infected in there like the wrong kind of words. Let me give you an example. Well, that's stupid. Well, that's just stupid. That's not true. You know what I learned with Kathy, 39 years of marriage? If it's real to them, it's real to me. I'm going to say that again. If it's real to them, it's real to me. Well, I'm going to put it another way. If it's real to them, it better be real to me. So that's stupid. No, 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 no. Because if it's real to them, it needs to be real to you. Uh, You're such a baby. I wish you weren't such a baby. Every little thing knocks you out. Or this is all your fault. Or here's a bad one. I wish I'd never married you. Clearly, we made a mistake. Here's another one. Leave it to you to make a mountain out of a molehill. Now, here's this person. You're operating on them. This is surgery time. They have opened up their heart. You now know the real reason that there is a conflict. And the last thing you want to do is pour salt in that wound by using the wrong words. He says, speak slowly. 
Think about it. Think carefully. Ask God for wisdom how to answer. Even if you need to say, you know, I need to take a break. I'm going to go for a walk and I'll be right back. And go for a walk and pray, Lord, how do I respond to this? And get the word of the Lord and don't just speak quickly in resolving a conflict. Rash, harsh, cutting words, sabotage, problem solving. When you accuse, you lose. Can we say that together? When you accuse, you lose. Because once you accuse or belittle somebody, they're not going to hear anything else you say. And it's not just what you say, but it's how you say it. Let's talk about volume for a minute. Increase in volume decreases success. All you get from screaming and yelling is raised blood pressure, a sore throat, and terrified pets. (laughs) The louder you get, the less you're heard. The other person is sitting there thinking, you're talking so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Instead, here's what the Bible advises. Instead of volume, speak gently. Proverbs 15.1, a gentle response, a gentle response diffuses anger, but harsh words cause quarrels. A gentle answer is quiet, it's non-threatening, and it's non-accusing. That's a gentle answer. It turns away anger. A gentle answer gets anger out of the conflict. So after quietly listening without interruption in a gentle tone, here's what you do. Repeat to them what you think you've understood them to say, like, Okay, I think you're saying you have felt neglected by me. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Now, the wound is open. The problem is there. You see it. You're operating. You're speaking encouraging words, soothing words, not condemning, not condescending. And now you want to bring resolution. No surgeon opens you up to operate, but what he fully intends to resolve the wound by closing you back up with no infection. So the last thing, you've listened first, you've spoken second, and now you want to bring resolution. Resolution is the action of solving a problem, a dispute, or a contentious matter. It means you're going to bring it to a close. You're going to bring closure. You're going to do something about what has come out. Now, resolution is achieved in several ways, but mainly two, and I'm going to close with this. Most resolution in a conflict involves first forgiveness. If you can't forgive, your marriage is in deep, deep trouble or your friendship or your working relationship. You've got to be able to forgive. Marriage is made of two good forgivers, period. So the Bible says, forgive other people as God forgave you because of Christ's death on the cross. So if you're going to resolve an issue that has caused an offense, you've listened first, you've spoken second with wisdom. Now you want to bring resolve. You want to resolve it. So you forgive first. Sweetie, will you forgive me for neglecting you? I will. Will you forgive me for snapping at you and kind of being mean and ornery because I was bugged with you? I will. Come here, sweetie. Give me a hug. I love you. Second is mutual cooperation. You say to one another, I will do my best to change, to stop doing what brought on the conflict or to start doing what was lacking. You got to bring resolution. It says you must be kind to each other. Think of the other person. Don't be selfish, Philippians 2, 3, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. So you say, okay, I hear you. I'm going to change. When I come home, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to spend more time with you. If it's a friendship, whatever, you know, you just extrapolate that and figure out what to do, but you've got to affirm that you meant it. The Bible talks about 
repentance that shows fruit, the fruits of repentance. And so if you realize now what's been going on in the home, that conflict, now you've listened, you've gotten to the heart of it, you've spoken to it, words of healing, and now you're bringing resolution with forgiveness and mutual cooperation. We're going to work on this so that this continual problem doesn't keep us in a state of conflict. You can just call me Jeff Freud Wickwire today. All right? (laughs) I just feel like I've been in a counseling session. But I have. And I'm going to tell you, I had to learn this the hard way. I was so dumb and dumber when I got married. Dumb and dumber. Stuck on stupid. Dunce hat on. I knew nothing about marriage. And if you don't get some wisdom, you're going to learn with the hard knocks. I'd rather get the wisdom. Amen? So let's just say together, when conflict arises, be swift to hear. Listen first. Be slow to speak choose wise words. Slow to anger. Keep a lid on it. Finally, resolve to forgive and mutually agree to change. Well, we all have conflict at one time or another in the home, and what a blessing it is to know that God has given us His wisdom in helping us successfully navigate through it and even grow from it. And hey, before we go, let me encourage you to take advantage of our many helpful resources available for you on our Life Talk website. There you're going to discover our large archive of former Life Talk messages, several helpful books I've written and other materials you'll want to add to your Christian library. Just go to lifetalkradio.us. That's lifetalkradio.us. And next time on Life Talk, we're starting an exciting new series on the book of Acts that I've called Acts, When God Gets Loose. I believe it's not only going to bless you, but it's also going to help you understand the times and the culture in which the early church was born. This will not only be a faith-building series, but also a very educational journey that's going to broaden your understanding of Bible times. Until then, I pray God's rich blessing be yours. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand. Today's broadcast or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. 
You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. And you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. The Home's Conflicts is the final message of Pastor Jeff's series, Family Matters. You can own a copy of this three-CD set for just $15 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Family Matters, for only $15 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.